Mark chapter 1 and verse 21. And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority, not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed, say amazed, insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing... Is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they obey him, and they do obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region and about Galilee. Let us pray tonight. God, we come before you with your word because your word does not return void. And we ask, God, that your word would go forth and change and challenge hearts and lives tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated tonight. I come to you tonight with a fire in my heart. I come to you tonight not just because it's Wednesday and this is what I do. But I come tonight on an assignment. For the Lord has been speaking to me in the past 72 hours. And I will tell you that He wants to change the status quo that we live in and operate in. We find here in Mark chapter 1, that Jesus is beginning His ministry. Jesus goes and He is baptized by John the Baptist, and we're going to get to Him in a moment. He is led by the Spirit into the wilderness, then comes out of the wilderness after being tested and tried for 40 days. And He says that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And He goes and He gathers some fishermen that we know as Andrew and Simon and James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And he goes into the synagogue of Capernaum, which brings us to our passage tonight. And Jesus begins to teach and preach. But he begins to teach and preach in a manner that they have not heard before. They begin to look at one another and they say, what is this? This man 
preaches and teaches with such authority. He is not like the scribes or the teachers that teach us every Sunday. There is something different about him. There is an authority. There is an anointing on his life. And they say even so that unclean spirits do not have power over him. I want to preach to you tonight the return of authority. The return of authority. I, I, I will tell you tonight that I feel such a resistance from the enemy. I'm just being transparent with you. The, the, the enemy does not want this to be preached tonight. I have fought all day. I had fought yesterday. I had kept this to myself. But I want you to know that what I want to declare of your, your, your life tonight is something out of the ordinary for myself. But I, 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 Sister Melissa, I cannot let go of what God has given me. It's just like a fire shut up in my bones. I want you to realize that Jesus comes in this passage and he's teaching and preaching with authority. You say, why is that such a big deal? We hear good preachers all the time. The big deal is that for 400 years, no one... From Malachi to Matthew, no one had preached or taught with authority. 400 years of dead, dry religion. 400 years of no moving of the Spirit. No word from God. No prophecy. No, no preaching with anointing. No utterance of the Holy Spirit. Nothing for 400 years. What Jerusalem and the people of Israel had gone through in that 400 years is they had been conquered and fought wars and got conquered and fought wars and conquered. Brother Chris, they battled and battled and lost and lost and lost. For 400 years. But then all of a sudden, Jesus shows up in the middle of the mess uh, and he begins to teach and preach uh, with authority. Uh, and it's so recognizable that the people begin to say, there is something here. They look and turn to one another after he cast the demon out of the man and they looked at one another and they said, that, 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 what is this thing? What, what is he preaching with? And the Bible tells us plainly that it was authority. 400 years. And then all of a sudden it seems that the authority returns to Israel after 400 years. It just seems to pop up out of nowhere. But I want to tell you tonight that anything that happens in the heavenlies, and anything that happens concerning the move of God does not just happen. I'm going to lay this out to you. I'm going to deliver what God has for me to deliver, and I'm going to get out of the way. So Melissa, be ready to come right back up. The Bible tells us that Jesus is starting his ministry, but before he starts his ministry, the Bible tells us that there is one out in the wilderness that is crying out, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his paths straight. His name is John the Baptist. The Bible says that John the Baptist has been out in the wilderness for years waiting waiting for the opportunity to open up his mouth and to declare the kingdom of God is at hand. 
He spent his entire life. This is a, this is a man that, that from his mother's womb was anointed and baptized with the Holy Ghost. There was a call. There was a purpose on his life. And for 30 and a half years, he had to keep his mouth shut. So where are you getting to? Just, just follow me here. The Bible says that it was prophesied over 700 years before John the Baptist began to speak that there would be a man that would cry out in the wilderness and prepare the way for Jesus to come. Let me, let me break this down for you. Prepare the way for authority to enter in to the church. Where was Jesus teaching the church? Where was the authority exuberated or is shown? It was in the church. Where was the manifestation of the glory and of the power and of the authority of Jesus? It was first shown in the church. I want you to know that I believe under the, I just believe that those under the sound of my voice tonight need to hear this, that there is an authority that is coming back to the house of God, to the people of God, to the saints of God. But I want you to understand something, that there has to be a forerunner to make way for the authority to return. Uh, listen, I, I, I want you to understand this tonight. Uh, John the Baptist uh, waited and waited. There are many of you uh, that say, I've been seeking my call. Uh, I want God to tell me what to do. Uh, or some of you say, I know what God's called me to do, but I just don't feel like it's my time yet. Uh, there's even some of you, uh, under the sound of my voice, you feel isolated. Uh, you feel alone. Uh, you feel different. Uh, you feel unique. You don't feel like you really fit in anywhere. Uh, I want you to know that John the Baptist was the same way. Why? Because he wasn't weird. He wasn't different. He was full of the Holy Ghost. And you say, what, what? but God, why do I feel this way? It is by design. You say, what do you mean? Because when you're isolated, there's only room for you and Jesus. What you don't understand about the times when you feel lonely, it is not to, 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 to persecute you. It is not to penalize you. But it is a preparation ground for you to say, Jesus, you're all I need. If I have to do it by myself, you're all I need. John the Baptist spent a lifetime out in the wilderness preparing for what God was calling him to do. I want you to understand that the wilderness that you're finding yourself in is not per persecution, but it is preparing you for what God has called you to do. Hear me tonight. I know it's Wednesday. I know you'd rather be at home. Let's be honest. But I want you to understand this tonight, that if you want the authority of God back in your house, you've got to line up and be separate as John was. And he said, I'm not coming out. He, he, he lived separated life. He wore different clothes. He ate different things. He said, listen, I'm not doing what everybody else does because there's a call on my life. 
I'm not listening to what everybody else listens to because there's a call on my life. What that is, is God was saying, I'm preparing you, but there is a time, John, that I'm going to stop preparing you and I'm going to release you. Why? So that you can usher in the authority and the anointing and the power of God. I want you to notice something, though, that John comes in and he begins to preach repentance. It's a word we don't like. Because repentance convicts us. I I don't don't know why in the Western culture we feel that we as Christians cannot be offended. Jesus said, you thought I came to bring peace. He said, I brought a sword. I will divide you. We don't like to hear that. But I want you to know the reason why Jesus is speaking these things is because what you don't understand is it's by design. John the Baptist preaches repentance. But then, here's the main part of what I want to get to tonight. Sister Kirsten, he attacks religion. You say, what do you mean? Read Matthew chapter 3. He, he, he looks at the, the Pharisees that have come to hear him preach because they, 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 they hear that something's going on out there and, and they, they come to hear him preach uh, and he calls them in verse 7, a generation of vipers who hath warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come. Bring forth... Uh, Therefore, your fruits meet for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now it is also, now also is the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth forth not fruit, good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. What he said is, Your religion is not working I don't know why this year but the Lord has 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 tasked me to combat religion what is religion you say I thought Christianity was religion Christianity is not religion it is relationship through faith But religion is, I'm going to come in on a Wednesday night. They're going to sing three songs, maybe four. And, and then Pastor Jade's going to preach and then I'm going to go home. Religion is, this is what I do. This is not who I am. Religion is, well, I'm on the worship team, but I'm not a worshiper. I don't want to worship. I just want to be on the worship team. Religion is, I just want to sit in the pew. I don't really want to do anything. I don't want God to ask me to do anything. Religion is what America has been experiencing for years in the church. I want you to know that if you want the authority of God to come back, that God is tasking a generation. Look at me, young people. Look at me, young adults. God is tasking a generation To say, I am sick of religion. Because I will tell you, what we do week in and week out, what we do day in and day out, is not working. What you don't understand is that what John was ushering in was a revolution. But I want you to realize what some people call a revolution, others call a revolt. Great Britain thinks the American Revolution was the Great Rebellion. We call it the Great Revolution. Revolution just means 
a change, a complete change. John the Baptist shows up and he says, listen, there's got to be a complete change. He said, because we've had 400 years of nothing, we've got to do something different. Listen, I thank God for the moves in this house. I thank God that we come in on a Sunday morning and we we can praise, we can worship, that the Spirit of God falls, that God has anointed our pastor to bring forth the Word. I thank God for that. But I want you to know, if we're not reaching our community, then all we are is Christians living on a buzz. You say, how is this encouraging? I, I, I want you to understand, because... He was in the wilderness, and and so many of us think, oh, man, I'm just going through it. I don't know what God's doing. What he's doing is he's trying to tell you, I'm all you need. You know how that that beautiful woman sitting over there, that's my wife, you know how I got her? It's because I told God I didn't need her. I told God, if it's just me and you the rest of my life, I'm okay with that. Six months later, We, we, we think that everything is, 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 is just organized by the devil and organized by... Do you ever think that God is orchestrating something that you think is evil for your good? Do you ever think uh, that there's times in your life uh, that God has placed you in the wilderness so you'll become hungry? Jesus was in the wilderness and the Bible says he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, and then afterward in Matthew chapter 4 it says, And he hungered. What are we hungry for? Come to the music tonight. I ain't going to go on. John the Baptist was isolated in the wilderness. Wilderness means pastureless. Nothing can grow there. Lifeless. And that's how some of you feel. But there was a time that God said, open up your mouth. Young people, the time is now. A lot of you have been, well, I don't know what I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Listen, you're in the wilderness, just get close to God. He'll tell you exactly what to do. You got to put down the distractions. Listen, if we live in a society where TikTok has more influence over us than the Word of God. Facebook has more influence over us than the Word of God. And then we come to church and say, Oh God, I need you to help me. But we haven't spent no time with Him. You know what John the Baptist did? He said, God, you ain't got to worry about me spending time with you. I'm going to step out of society. I'll step away from everything. And it's just me and you. John the Baptist, was a, they thought he was wild. They thought he was outside his mind. If John the Baptist was alive today, he probably wouldn't be allowed to preach in most churches. He was a man full of the Holy Ghost and a man that understood what Paul would later write about. Come out from among them and be ye separate.
John's message was simple. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It was to the the Pharisees and said, listen, what you've been doing for 400 years, it ain't working. Your time is coming. And his message was summed up like this. Earlier in this chapter in verse 7, and he preached saying, this is John the Baptist, he preached saying, there cometh one mightier than I. And He's coming to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Do you realize what John the Baptist was preaching? He was saying, there is someone coming that's about to mess up everything you've been doing for 400 years. And I'll tell you this, I've been raised in church my whole life. But I will tell you, Jesus needs to mess us up. You say, oh, that sounds awful. No, 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 no. What Jesus needs to do is exactly what he did. He walked into the church house uh, and he said, you know, you've just been reading a text uh, for 400 years. Uh, He said, I'm here to read it uh, and bring it to life. It's not something that we just talk about and sing about uh, and just hope that would happen. Uh, But he said, it is here. It is now. It is authority. It is power. And it's on display. There is no Jesus without a forerunner. Who's going to make way? We say, God, we want your authority. We want your power. Who's willing to go to the wilderness and wait on the Lord? You feel different than everybody else. It's by design. You feel alone. It's by design. It's not persecution. It's preparation. You know, pastor preached Sunday morning... About a sound. You know what that sound is? It's the sound of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. He's coming. What John the Baptist was saying, He's coming. There's something coming that's mightier than I, that's greater than I, that's bigger than you could ever imagine. Jesus shows up to the church. Jesus shows up to the church and He preaches with authority. I want you to understand there's an unclean spirit in the church. In this text, there's an unclean spirit in the church. And the authority in Christ Jesus exposes it. He gets rid of it. And they say, what is this? Church, Jesus came and said, you know what you've been doing? It's all wrong. This isn't relationship. You're just religious. 
what Jesus was saying. Catch this, young people. Listen. Church as you know it is over. Thank God. Because what we need more than anything in this time is for churches we know it to be over. You say, what do you mean? I, I love the songs. I love, listen. Jesus was unpredictable. He didn't just get up and read and leave like the scribes had done for 400 years. No, he got up. He preached the authority of God, was manifested. De- devils were sent running. People were healed, transformed. But we come in, we get in, we get And we've heard this. You, you've heard this a hundred times. But you, I want you to understand, if you want authority back into the church, we've got to prepare. Stand with me. Jesus was coming back to restore authority to the people of God. To return authority back to the people of God. Four hundred years. Malachi. Matthew. Children of Israel, Old Testament, were in bondage for 400 years. In our text, there's a man in the wilderness that comes out of the wilderness and declares the word of the Lord. In the book of Exodus, there's a man who grew up in Egypt that left and went into the wilderness, had an encounter with God, and comes out of the wilderness back to bring deliverance. Moses' message was deliverance. John's message was deliverance through repentance. 400 years. Both men come from the wilderness and they prepare the way. Joshua will take the people of God from the wilderness into the promise. His name translated in the Greek is Jesus. And Jesus would come out of the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and step into the church and say, I'm the promise. You say, what does that have to do with anything? I want you to know that authority will never come. The promises of God will never come until we Say, God, use me. Say, God, I'll do what you asked me to do. God, I'll put the phone down. And cry out. Prepare the way of the Lord. This went nothing like I thought it would. And I still, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, I feel such a resistance of the Holy Spirit. Uh, 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 the Holy Spirit's just pricking my heart. There's such a resistance. I don't know why. Because I'm sick of doing things like I've always done them. I'm so done. I'm over it. I'm not, I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but I'm, I'm telling you, there's a world out there that needs radical change, and it's about time the church got radical. 
we, we don't even realize that there are political officials talking right now how, 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 how that they can keep the church where they are. Because they even know that your church is powerful. But yet we don't realize that we're powerful. Because we have no authority. Because we're not preparing for it. I want the authority, Brother Matt, to return. I want a revolution to begin. And I don't care who criticizes me along the way, but I'm going after God. I don't want traditional worship. I don't want traditional preaching. I don't want traditional altar calls. I thank God for those things. But Jesus came and He set a new standard. The preaching authority. The worship authority. God moving amongst the people in authority. That's the standard I want. I'm done. Hear me tonight. This is the word of the Lord. This is not a prophecy about your money. This is not a prophecy about what you can gain in your blessings. I believe God will bless you. Don't, don't get me wrong. But when we as people of God hear prophecy, we think, oh, it's just going to happen. No. But here's what I want to prophesy you tonight. I want to prophesy that you must be separate. I want to prophesy to you tonight that you need to begin to cry out to God. And I want to prophesy to some young people in this house uh, that you've been in the wilderness long enough, it's about time for you to open up your mouth. Or God's going to fill someone else's mouth. You say, oh, that sounds like a rebuke. Oh, I'm offended. Listen, I love you enough to tell you that many of you standing in front of me right here, God has called you and has placed an authority and anointing on your life to usher in great things. Do not be intimidated. This is the word of the Lord. Do not be intimidated, but you operate under the unction of the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist was baptized in the womb. And God said to Jeremiah, don't you know that I knew you while you were yet in your mother's womb? Don't you understand that I had plans for you? Word of the Lord is prepare the way for authority. God, help us to do what you're calling us to do. God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. We thank you for your holy calling.
God, I ask that you just move in each and every heart and life. You challenge us and you transform us by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I want your authority back. I pray that the people in front of me want your authority back. And God, that we're willing to make sacrifices to see it happen. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PTC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you can take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, and thank you for joining us.